Last time on DMTK's Chef's Night. Our story begins in the cavernous Underdark. Can you can you please come with me? My name is Fridnik. The Oracle sent me for you. He opens up the paper and it says very clearly on there, a white knoll, one of many souls, a half-breed, a tortoise, and someone from the sea. How did you lose your legs? I fed him to me ship. I will have to meet your ship one day. He uh, pulls a bottle out of the inside of his jacket and he points to the ship inside the bottle. The feeling that you kind of get get from it uh, leads you to believe that it might actually be a mimic in that bottle. A woman sitting behind a desk. It's been about 198 years since we all came down here. There's going to be a day that we need to go back above, and we think it's time. We need an initial scouting party, I guess we could say. So the first thing that you guys notice in a bit of a field surrounded by forest. Are, are yes. you guys heading on the north path? Oh god, the light! Well, Varus is actually blind in the daylight. Rudder looks up into the sky and says, Ah, this must be the moon I've always heard about. <laughs> you see a male and a female half-dragon. They are sitting by a campfire. They are armored to the scales. And there are five cages. Uh, Their scales have been blackened, uh, and they are giving off a dark smoke. I be lost in these woods. I be one of your kind. My name be Captain Rudder. Uh, The male's kind of like thinking about it. The female's like, "Uh uh-uh, no, no. No, he clearly is a turtle. There are five red tabaxi. What do, yeah. you, what do you do when you get to the cages? If possible, I'd like to start, like, busting open some locks. They hear that that sound. They both turn around, rudder, uh, and you start kind of, like, pulling them in. Well, there goes the encounter that I wanted. They both get sucked <laughs> into that ball. Fuck yes! Bessie, eat him. These uh, half-dragons were shadow-blighted. You have- we may have to figure out what that does to Bessie. Oh no, I'm so sorry. Oh god. As Bessie is kind of, like, consuming these two... The tentacles that are, like, pushing them into her mouth start to get black and smoky. The tabaxi that you kind of free, they all come out, and they they look at you and they they kind of bow, but they don't say anything. It's basically a gesture of thanks. Uh, So Varys would recognize the sigil as the druidic circle of the feral moon. It is a strictly tabaxi druidic circle. The one in the direct, in the center, uh, kind of turns around and, uh, and says... Oh, uh, most of us don't don't speak common. Where are you going? We're we're headed north. the The city needs us, or maybe the city needs you. We've been asked to go to the city as well. Maybe we should travel together. And she says this this would probably be uh, be fortunate. Are there any other people left? Just you and the dragon people? Uh, to the west, in the small town of Surefoot, there are the demons. They're always tinkering with their toys and their and their technology. So yeah, as you guys enter the capital city of Lokilum, and it looks like the city has been pretty well trashed. The one thing you do notice is again the government building this time actually has a relatively large person sitting on it. Who comes to my city? I be Captain Rudder of the Sultry Mimic. Uh. That's not a name I know. Well, you must be pretty no, no, unobservant then. You must be pretty stupid. Like myself, I'm pretty stupid uh, myself. Anyone who graces these lands knows of Bilsong, the son of the fire giant and the storm giant. He uh, goes to actually swoop down and grab Captain Rudder. Do my first attack and then I kind of jump kind of on and then off of you. 
Yes! It's, it's on its knee, shit. right? And I just drive my sword with two hands into its chest. Oh, yeah, I absolutely, I see you jump, I drop my sword and just, like, put my hands together and, like, toss you the fuck up. His body drops to the ground. Something something falls out of the inside of his armor, and it is a letter. The note is signed from Ulthar, uh, one of the council members that you actually saw earlier, uh, and it is penned to Vilexen, uh sorry, Vaxellen, and it reads, Vaxellen. This is a dangerous game we're playing. I know we're only a few years into this new government, but this kind of thing topples organizations. This isn't what we stand for, so why are we going against everything we fought for just to push our acceptance numbers? Remember when the demons warned us of the plague? Remember when we cowered in fear and they told us not to worry? That they had us covered? This is what we are telling the people of five nations, and we've got them covered. We don't need to resort to tactics like this. In five years, people will accept us, in 10 years, it'll become habit. 50 will always have been here. We don't need to pull the plague from the demons. This isn't something we need to do. Please reconsider. Signed, Ulthar. When he died, did he completely like dissipate in ashes or something? Or is his body still present? There might be some things left over. A lot of his body kind of lit up into flame and like crackling. Well, Varus is gonna look through the remains. You want to roll perception for me? Are these little houses along the path? The little blue circles and red circles? I uh, know the other ones. The ones closest to the throne. The ones with the, the, yellow the beige ones? tops. Yes. Yes, they're like. I would say they're kind of like communal housing and go search. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what are you What are you looking for, Varys? All right. Well, I've got sixteen. I'm just kind of looking for any use for like spell minutes or just any sort of trophy as well. Teeth, bones. Okay. Yeah, I would say that the uh, there is a relatively large molar left over, and it is it is pretty big. Uh, almost the size of like a a hardball, a base a baseball, uh, and the softballs are bigger. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> okay. A hard. I just never heard that. Okay. Yeah, I've never heard. Great American pastime and everything. It's fine. I hate baseball. I don't know why. It's, I hate baseball. It's so fucking boring. Uh, right. It's okay. I'm not a fan either. But oh. yeah, a giant, a giant, um, a giant molar. Okay. Giant, giant molar. Uh, yeah. Okay. She, she, she gonna take that. Okay. Um, so, Salandra is searching through one of the houses? Yes. Okay. Uh, what is she looking for? People. Survivors. Okay. So as you, as you kind of get into the, that particular place that you're, you're up front right now, it kind of looks just like a bit of a mess hall. Uh, there's a kitchen in the back, long tables, kind of like communal, communal dining. There's not a lot of food. Uh, any food that's probably been left over is probably not good. Uh, it doesn't look like any of these places have been used in, in quite some time. Uh, 
with a giant guarding the area. People, if they were up here still, have, would probably have stayed clear. And the uh, feral moon, the tabaxi guys, they've kind of cleared out at this point, right? They didn't come anywhere near? They didn't come into the city. They are still sort of outside. But yeah, they they opted not to join you guys uh, going into the city. These piles of garbage here, are they just detritus or is there... Yeah, they're basically just like broken pieces of buildings in and around. Rudder is going to look at his shift bottle because he wants to see what happened when Bessie ate those uh, blighted half-dragons. He wants to see like, how Bessie's doing. Okay. Teddy takes a big, long drink as he just sits the fuck down. Uh, if I recall, he got pummeled pretty bad the last time we came up to this. And so he probably just needs a breather. And he's just going to let everybody else look around. He's here okay. for the ride. I so Rudder, you take a look at Bessie, and she doesn't seem to be any worse than when she originally ate those two half dragons or pulled those two half dragons into the into the bottle. Okay. However, uh, because you're not really sure how the plague is going to function or affect her, you probably actually you know what? Give me a perception roll on that. Oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, okay, fine. Oh, okay, fine. It's wisdom. If it was intelligence, <laughs> that would be bad. Okay, so perception. That is an 18, though. Okay, cool. Uh, so you definitely, you see that there, every once in a while, she'll kind of like, you'll see a tentacle or two kind of kind of whip out and just kind of start, fe- and start feeling the side of the, the bottle, and then it'll kind of tuck back in. Uh, those All tentacles right. are definitely blighted from what you can see, but you can't see that it has spread anywhere farther than just the inside of her mouth or whatever where the tentacles can come up. Alright, uh, he'll just then shrug and put the bottle back into his coat. As you do that, you uh, you see Solandra like, looking over your shoulder. What's wrong with your boat? Looks a little sick. I uh, she just be getting indigestion. Alright then. Do you need me to look at it? I can maybe heal it a bit? or Aye. And he'll hold the bottle out. Alright, I will... Solandra will take it in her hands, and uh, does anything happen? Like, does it have to be necessarily in his control, or can I gain like any sort of insight if it anything changes with the bottle if I take it? I don't think so. I think probably the only thing is she might be a little irritated that someone else is holding on to her, but other than that, nothing would, would change. If I were to cast a restoration on it, I'll just try it. Yeah. How does, how does restoration work? Uh, it's just lesser restoration, so if any sort of diseases or maladies that affect it will be cured. I don't recommend opening the bottle. It might, she might swallow you. <laughs> Basically, one yeah, one uh, disease or condition uh, can be cured. As long as it's poison, paralyzed, deaf, and blind, stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I just cast it. <laughs> I don't really... I have no idea what this thing is. I just... If it's living, then I'm going to try and do something for it, I guess. As you kind of put your hands in the bottle and cast Restoration, uh, what does the, the spell look like? Water starts to pull from the air and start to swirl around the bottle, encases it quickly in a, like a bubble of water and then disperses. And the okay. bottle looks a little cleaner. Uh, so there's no, there's no real conditions that Lester Restoration would, would heal. That said, what you do notice is as the water starts to kind of encase the bottle as it starts to spill off the off the bottle once your spell is done and spill to the ground you notice mm-hmm. that as it hits the ground the water actually turns black itself mm-hmm. 
it has no it had no effect on you, but the you now have kind of uh, a dormant puddle of black water or ooze sitting on the on the ground. Uh, Bessie doesn't look like doesn't look to have changed a whole much a whole lot. Um, her tentacles are a little less black, but it looks like that blighting is still definitely there. None of the tabaxis are around. Uh, they are outside of the outside of the city, so they're they're still near. Does this like puddle of black look like the puddles that we can see in the woods? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if this was meant to happen, but it seems like your bottle gives off the same black goo that we've been finding all over the place. Did you know this? And she'll look down and kind of brush some of the dirt over the puddle. No. Nope. Try and hide it. Your ship seems to be black. I now we be similar. No, no, no. Not like disease like you have that I've tried to cure many times. This <laughs> is like um, really bad. She be fine. She be a mimic. Right. Um, where did you find this? Somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Alright, then she'll just hand the bottle back and keep that in mind. <laughs> he kisses the bottle and puts it back in his coat. Ew. Um, <laughs> tap. are you doing any searching? Or... So- the Cenotaph, upon consuming the soul of Vilsong? Vilsong. I have notes. It basically looks like they're meditating mm-hmm. and they're communing with Vilsong now that they've absorbed him. Okay. Um, and so what is, uh, what is that entail? Uh, what does that look like? Entails me trying to get information out of Vilsong, which I think... No, tell me what skill I would use to try and learn about things that Vilsong knows about this place. What are you What are you looking to to learn specifically? I'm looking to know if there were if there was anyone else here. I believe he said he'd been around. He'd been around for long. I think it was fifty to a hundred years. Okay. In this in this city, and when he came in, anyone that was left over was already moving out. And he was ready to make this place his kingdom, being one of the last few giants that he knows of around. And then before the Autumn Death started to recede, he had become blighted by it as well. Okay. Other than that, he doesn't have a lot of information as to uh, whether there are still people around, besides, you know, the... The druid circle that that comes by every once in a while, but again, he he hadn't seen them for quite some time. The demons, actually, he does mention that there are, from time to time, he does see uh, a group of demons that kind of venture out from uh, from the west. But that's about it. Yeah. So I think between learning that from him and basically figuring out how to do frightful presence, uh, the cenotaph is uh, occupied for a while. Okay, so is there anything else anyone else wants to do in the city? Yeah, I got, Teddy's got something. Alrighty, let's hear it. So, so having sit, sat for a while and, and taken a, a few drinks out of his flask, I think at this point he probably, the, the immensity of what is actually happening is probably starting to set in, and he's realizing that it takes people to make, make, make liquor, and he's already seen some people, and he's probably starting to run a little low at this point. And so he's gonna like 
kind of plaintively, like, I guess, bump, you know, kind of dump his, like, dump the last few drops of his flask out, like, oh, it, it is completely empty. And then shuffle off his feet and go back out and try to talk to this tabaxi. Go, go shuffle out past everybody else and kind of, like, walk a little bit out of town. You said they were just hanging out there, right? Yeah, they're they're right outside the gates, basically. Yes. Ferris will go with you. Yeah, I think, Captain, I think Captain Runner would follow as well in the hopes that he could get his fermented milk he's been searching for. <laughs> yeah, okay. wonderful. Will we say Our- that the Salandra going to come, is, or, or are we going to say the Cenotaph is done doing their thing? Um, yeah, I'll stay and watch over the Cenotaph. Okay. Okay, word. So yeah, as we like approach the Tabaxi, I'm gonna like, Teddy like puts his hand up and he waves. Uh, howdy, y'all. Good, good to see you again. I don't know if you heard that little scrape we just had, but uh, just you know, um, how we're fine. How are you? <laughs> the the leader of the of the group who uh, up until basically the whole time that they've been leading you hasn't said a thing turns around and says, um, we. Maybe I thought that's the reason we brought you here was to was to clean up the the city. But we're we're glad you're you're okay that you've made it out. Uh, not very many people, you know, managed to make it out alive. After oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, friend. So. I, I'm gonna have to stop you there. Um, couple things. Uh, first of all, my name's Teddy. Uh, I think we should get that straight before we move on to thing number two. So you're telling me you just let us follow you here without a word? knowing that we were going to walk up to a fire giant likely to likely to step on us in the hopes that some of us would come back and tell you he was dead. And now you're talking to us. But we're all alive, so that's nice. <laughs> and he, he laughs. He says, well, my name is, my name is Gail. Uh, Hi, Gail. You know, like it's, the, it's a pleasure. Like the, like the, stormy, like the stormy wind, I... With a, with an e on the end, that's that's real fancy. I like that. Yeah, he uh, he says, you know, I like when things get a little crazy. Sorry <laughs> if I. Uh... Ted, uh, Gail, I'm going to be honest with you. As a wise man once said, it's a tarp. Did you take us into a tarp, Gail? A, a trap? Did you did you take us here hoping that we would do some dirty work that you didn't want to do yourself? No, I mean that's that Gail. It's done. You can be honest with me. <laughs> he, he says, no, we avoid the cities for for good reason. Um, and why didn't you today? He says, well, we didn't go in, did we? Oh, come on now. That's that's heartless, Morton. We did what? ask them to bring us to the city. Oh, damn, we did. <laughs> oh, hell, Gail, I'm sorry. That was rude. Look, I'm going to be real, and he rubs the back of his neck. If you could just tell a fella, you got whiskey up here. I- I'm still kind of adjusting to the whole light thing overhead all the time. Not sure how I feel about that yet. And I feel like a nice stiff drink would help out. And I kind of like do a thumbs up motion. You know what I mean? Uh, kind of like in a in a, in a a sort of wave at the same time. Cross my ch- I don't know how to describe this motion. God. It would be great if you could provide us a place to rest and maybe some refreshments. We did bust some kneecaps. Yeah, uh, I bust some says, kneecaps. Yeah, yeah, I can. Uh, I, I think we can do that. Um, we're we're just setting up our uh, our camp here. Uh, you're you're welcome to stay with us, and we we always have food and drink. Um, do you, do you be having any of that fermented milk? I'd be okay having milk from your own kind. I have yet to try tabaxi milk. 
Oh, God. <laughs> oh, that note. <laughs> much appreciated. And she wanders after Teddy that. moves a little <laughs> bit slow behind him, but it uh, is alcoholic, so, so that's a step Gale in the right like direction. scratches the back of his head and he says, Um, I don't know. And the, the one uh, tabaxi that was that was actually talking to you guys and kind of telling you guys about about who they were when you first ran into them. Uh, Link, he comes up and he says, uh, he says, ah, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Rudder, uh, I, think, I think I got some of that fermented milk that, that you're looking for. He's, come over to the fire and we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll sit down and I'll give you some. He moves faster than you've ever seen him move. Which isn't very fast. But no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just click, 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 click. I mean, Rudder is a rogue. He can move fast if he needs to. So when Maris returns to Solandra and Cenotaph, is the Cenotaph still communi- communing? Or? Uh, I think at this point they're finished. They stand up. She looks at me and she's like, The cat people have offered us lodging and food if you'd like to come. Don't we have a whole city? Where are we going? The cat people have set up camp outside the city. They've invited us to join them. Alright, I'm game. Yeah. And she slams her heads down. What the, what time of day is Teddy follows. It's uh it's getting pretty late at this point. Um the sun is just starting to go down. I suppose resting mm-hmm. is in order. It's good to recover yes. before we carry on. Yeah, I can't really do any more healing, so I'm probably going to need to sleep soon. Yeah, I think I'd like to sleep off some of that, you know, everything of today. That would be great. <laughs> we should sleep. Any, like, large bodies of water around this place? You guys are right about here. All right, then. Oh, damn. Welcome back to Chef's Night, the place where DMs come out to play. As always, thanks so much for coming and listening, and if you want to keep up to date on everything DMTK, Chef's Night, or otherwise, make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, and check out dmstestkitchen.com to find out more about what we're doing, get your hands on information about the systems we're playing, and more. If you'd like to help support us, visit dmstestkitchen.com and click the donate button. Buy a shout-out or check out our merch store. We appreciate all kinds of support, little or small. But one of the best things that you can do for us is share us, tell people about us, and tweet about us using the DMTK hashtag. We'd like to send a big shout out to our cast that make all of this possible. You can follow myself and Kayla through our main channel at DMs Test Kitchen, and you can find the rest as follows. Jesse at DMs of Vancouver, Justin from Monsters and Monstrosities, Steve from Classless Characters, and Andrew from The Basement Guild all of which are fantastic podcasts, and we definitely recommend you check them out. Links are always provided in the show notes for them. As we said before, Chef's Night is all about bringing the DMs, who don't generally get to play, out to the table to play their own characters. We'll be recording again tonight, and we're expecting the first arc to come to a close pretty soon here. So keep an eye on our social media if you want to get involved. We'd love to have you at the table. The next episode of this arc will be up for January 31st, so stay tuned. Thanks again for listening. I'll let you get back to the main course. I'd like to approach one of the, at least the leader of the tabaxi. Sorry to uh, interrupt anything you've got going on, but um, I tried to heal uh, a friend's little bottle ship, (laughs) and the water turned into the black goo that you are um, removing with your... uh, with your spells and everything, and um, I just kind of want to know why that happened. Do you know why? 
So she she looks at you and says, uh, anything used as a conduit uh, for magic is often, uh, or to as a conduit to heal the blight, is often blighted itself. You you said it was water. Yes. So your magic uses water as a conduit to heal other things. Am I correct? Yes, actually, you're very correct. Um, and that would be oops, drop my book. Uh, and and a book falls out of her robe. Um, Noise. <laughs> she uh, she says, yeah, uh, we've we've even found it. In, in some of our own in some of our own magics if we're using plant life to heal people or try and get rid of the autumn death or the blight that the plants themselves will become blighted which is why we've mainly stuck to obliterating it with with our moon circle magic upon hearing that her magic her healing can like blight people she looks over at Teddy like side side glances at him and kind of shuffles over a little bit gives him a couple jabs yeah. to the the flesh uh, did you hear what she just said? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I was paying attention. I, I healed you for quite Th- a bit. That's, that's fair. And I start, like, she starts, like, looking at all your exposed it, flesh. You're not turning black, are you? Am I? I don't think I am. I hope I'm not. I, I hope not, and I start checking myself real real careful, like, that's that's a quick... Am I? <laughs> um, and, and, and Gail says, oh, no, 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 it, it, you were... If, if you weren't already blighted or in contact with with it, you should be okay. Um, just that little bit of water would have become blood. She looks over at Rudder. <laughs> you have to get rid of that ship, boy. I don't think that's um, gonna happen. That seems a lot. <laughs> that is like walking sickness. And if you can say this. You can say the same thing about me. <laughs> yes. Um, offer still stands. I can heal any of your diseases. <laughs> um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yes. Yeah, we're kind of walking in a world where I think it's not okay to have a blighted ship in your possession. We need, uh, do you think maybe we could find a way to heal her? Aye. Yeah, I think that would be best because that really scares me. I've never really had that happen before. Varys looks in the back seat. Uh, do you know of a way that we could heal his pet? I don't know. If I've only seen two things happen when they've be uh, when they've been infected, it ate two of those dragon people. Um, you know what those are? Well, yeah, the uh, the dragons of the forest. They're those that didn't go underground, stood up against the plague uh, two hundred years ago, and those that uh, those that are still alive, which so what, is basically what if you all like, of them. What if you like blasted with a bunch of moonlight? We risk killing the not only the the autumn death but also the the blighted it, it's not no so i mean i mean to, the ship well we would also risk killing the ship she leans I, real close. and there'd be crew on the ship too i'm uh, kind of okay with that now you gotta let a man <laughs> and then i look back at rudder t- tortle make his own decisions for no. I, I don't know this is, I'm, this is out of my pay grade. Has the crew been blighted? Does it just seem to be the ship? At this point, it's just the ship. I could uh, take her out of the bottle and leave her right, oh, like, summon her right here in this camp, and we could go from there. No, um... No, he, starts, okay. he starts to, like, uncork the bottle slowly. Slowly you're uncorking it? Yeah, like, really slow. <laughs> like, teasing it necessary. out. <laughs> if, nobody, if nobody does it, I put my hands over his hands to keep the bottle closed. <laughs> I do you think it'd be safe touching me? 
I can heal myself, and again, I can heal you too. Can you heal yourself from 67 different sex diseases? Oh, good <laughs> lord. As as I don't know. Oh, god. oh god. I'm sorry. She she recoils a little bit. Oh, wow. Um. Oh, wow. <laughs> as long as we're not having sex, I'm sure I'm okay. That's and fine. And wipes her hands off. <laughs> I would be having issues getting it out of Michelle, anyways. <laughs> okay. All right. Teddy looks for just whatever tabaxi is closest. And they said you had liquor of some kind here. Just any liquor of I, any variety. And I'd be waiting for that fermented milk. Uh, Gail says, yeah, um, blank the, the good liquor for the other ones. And she just <laughs> gives, him a, gives him a look and he... Like skitters off into one of the tents. Uh, yeah, he he comes back with a bit of a cake. Ferris Ferris turns to the centaur and she's like, "You you are many people. Have you ever seen anything like him?" And points at Rudder. <laughs> I've seen the occasional turtle, but nothing is like Rudder. <laughs> hmm. I I be three of a kind. Truly <laughs> are. Truly are. <laughs> now does Ferris have that like blind person? Where she's kind of looking not at anybody in particular. Um, kind of, kind of. Um, mostly Taraxis is kind of squeezing his talons on her shoulders to guide her to where she should be looking. Like she's not completely blind. Like she can see shadows and outlines and vague shapes, and if she's close enough, she can kind of make up vague details. But he kind of guides her most of the time. Okay, just wanted to get an idea of how you're seeing the world through a bird. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Is this where we're making camp for the night? <laughs> Yeah, only in the daylight. Once it gets dark, I'll be fine. <laughs> oh, that's right. Rudder, uh, Rudder's gonna like tap the ground with one of his peg legs and be like, "I still be waiting for me milk." Oh yeah, Link. Link is as he's getting up to uh, to get the keg of whiskey for uh, for the rest of them. He he reaches down into into a bag and, and hands you over. It it is actually like a bag of of fermented milk. Where are we? Excellent. <laughs> yeah, from definitely Canada. Awesome. I that's where I'd be from. Uh, he's he's gonna look at the bag and go, I which one of ya did this come from? And he uh, he says, uh, well, it's it's from someone who's who's not here. It takes a while to ferment, you know. So we just take it on a trip with us. He opens the bag and takes a big old whiff. <laughs> okay. Do the rest of us smell it, or is it? I mean, you can you can faintly smell it from from a little ways away, and it. It, it can't smell good. It can't smell good. That's no, the short it is, it is not a good smell. I gag a little bit and turn away. I assume it has the consistency of, like, cottage cheese. Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. Cool. He starts chugging it. <laughs> so what does this uh, camp look like? How many, like, tabacs here? Um, like, can you paint us a picture? Uh, paint you a word picture? Um, yes. <laughs> uh, so there are... There's a single tent. Um, they don't They don't carry a lot with them. There's a couple of... They're basically just uh, trees that they have... That the druids have kind of grown out of the ground as places to sit. And there's a there's a campfire kind of in, in the middle of it all. There's only... There's max maybe 10 tabaxi, uh, including including Gale and, then, and Link. Uh, and they're all just kind of sitting around, just enjoying the night and, and drinking their fermented milk and, and having a, a sip of whiskey or so. But yeah, at this point, the sun is has mostly gone down behind the mountain and uh, the fire is, is going and everyone looks to be settling down for uh, a bit to eat 
and just kind of enjoying the, the clear night sky. Varys is relieved to be able to see again, and she takes the opportunity to, to feed Taraxis and enjoy the sights. Alright, um, so this is going to be your guys's first rest and your first watch opportunity. Um, so what do you actually... I'm assuming that with you guys's your uh, you guys being go 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 for the last probably couple of days, um, you probably hadn't had a lot of opportunity to really kind of take in uh, any of the sights. So, what is what is your guys's reaction to seeing a clear starlit sky? Wonder, complete like on wonder as I take the largest drinks possible. If they're they left a keg of whiskey nearby, I finished it. <laughs> a keg. Grew up in a bar, my lady. This is a this is a grand occasion. I expect to sleep way late in the morning. Ferris does not let you finish it by yourself. All right, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna. I, I'm, of course, everybody get in on this, but uh, if you don't, it's not gonna be here long. I'm gonna warn you. This is more of a time sensitive thing. Rudder would probably just be like. He would have had his peg legs taken off, and he'd be rubbing the stumps. And I, Teddy's pointedly just... not looking at that. He's looking in every direction and... but that one. So yeah, he'd just be staring up at the night sky, rubbing his stumps, like soothing, soothing them. Varys is looking at the sky and tracing all the constellations that she'd only heard about her entire life from the seers that raised her, and just seeing them and just recognizing them, that familiarity, making her feel like she is on the right path. This is just complete contentment right now. So is going to approach Teddy uh, while he's drinking. Of course. Um, <laughs> the Oracle called you a half-breed. That's racist. I want to point that back out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my word. That's it's true. Words. Yes, that is... Yeah, I guess that, if you really want to get technical about it, is a true description. I am just curious as to what halves? Well, and he finishes whatever he's currently using uh, as a glass or flask or whatever. Um, I'm presuming he's just emptying it. I'm just emptying it into my flask. There's no presumption. This is me. Well, uh, one half is just, you know, regular old born human. And the other half is uh, drow. Uh, so, I don't know. I know that the humans and the elves back in the day above the ground used to mix a bit more, but uh, I know it doesn't seem to be quite as many like me these days around, so here I am. All, uh, dark-skinned, white-eyed, and beautiful. Big drink. Was it your mama or your dad that was the, oh. the elf? Oh, it was mama. Yeah, well, what does your dad do? Oh, he still runs the bar. Both of them do, you know. We were, we're a good little family living down in the underdark these days. Uh, Mom and Dad both still live there with my sister. And why did you leave? Oh, well, uh... <laughs> and he pulls out that crumpled ball of paper that used to be the map that the Oracle gave him. And he, I guess he, un- like, unfolds it and he looks at it. Pointedly doesn't show it to you and then throws it in the fire. I guess that piece yeah, of... I, that piece can, of I, can I grab it before it happens? Uh, I, I mean, I'm... I'm to you. I'm willing to I'm willing for that. Yeah, you can you can you can attempt to grab Ooh. it. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, nine. I'm gonna I'm gonna say you probably missed that. Oh, missed that. Probably not. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a I'll give you a hand here. Let's give it a shot. Can I catch it? Yeah, I'll grab it <laughs> yeah, as you as <laughs> so you th- yeah, you throw it and catch I it. I throw again. it, I see you're interested in it, and I catch it. And I say, I'm gonna hold on to it for now. Well, 
Alright, that was... I'm just gonna hang on to this one, I guess. Uh, feed it into the fire a different night when no one's paying attention. See, I, I come from this, this little town down south. You, you probably never heard of it. But we, uh... You know, we live on top of one of them big old cliffs there. And, well, Teddy's trying to remember exactly where he put that thing. And he starts flipping around in his pockets as I start flipping around trying to remember where I put that backstory. Is Yeah, he, uh, well, you see, the Mama lived in the town. She was helping it get back on its feet after some pretty nasty attacks. There's this cliff wall and, uh, you know, it's, it's just riddled to hell with all kinds of nasty things. These these little holes, some of them you can get three men, four through. Uh, some of them, you know, little little halfling have some trouble fitting through. But monsters come out of them. And, but uh, when they come up, they bring other stuff with them. And uh, sometimes it's, it's it's worth a fair amount. So Daddy came into town one day, came into a passside, and uh, that's the name of the town, of course. I knew that the entire time, because that's where I'm from. Came into Passside trying to explore those tunnels, because anyone that does make it out always comes out rich. But, uh, Mama found Daddy laying out on the cliffside for the Lord knows how long he was out there, but, uh, he just stuck around waiting for his buddies to come back after laying in bed for a week, and just never left. And, hell, it's a nice place. But, uh, he said that, always said that his buddies came in with this map, this, his guide, they said, of the tunnels underneath, some way to connect them all, because apparently they are. Don't know, look about that. Daddy said that they came in with a map, and that they were going to kind of conquer the tunnels, but he said it was just a copy, so they couldn't get their hands on the original. And I don't want nobody to get their hands on that. I've lived in Passside long enough to pull a fair number of folk down off there for Lord knows what gets to them from out of them tunnels. And I'm tired of watching it. Nobody needs to be going down there because I'm honestly thinking that the more people that go in them tunnels, the bloodier it gets, the more we got to deal with. So, and now he's going to actually just toss it into the fire. Here we sit. Huh, that's interesting. Oh, thank you. Is your father okay? Oh, yeah, he's fine. That's fine. I mean, he's old. Old as dirt, you ask me. He shouldn't be working behind a bar all day, especially with the drunks we got in town, but... No, he's fine. Oh, come on, lucky man. Little, poor old human married most beautiful elf lady still looks just as good as the day he met her. I don't doubt it. <laughs> She's probably long-lived. I don't know. I've never asked Mama age. This seems real rude. Uh, Varys kind of looks over at Teddy and she's like, do you know what they are looking for down there? Nope. Takes another huge drink. Oh, I'm out of... Doesn't interest you a little bit. Nope, does not. If it did, I would have had fair opportunity to crawl into one of them tunnels long, long ago. But I'll tell you what. We live in the inn right on next to them tunnels. The path side. The tunnel's path side. And the tunnel right in. And we've had to build that thing from the ground up from Lord knows what and Lord knows who, to be perfectly honest with you, some dumbass from out of town throwing fire like it was their only method of communication. So I have no interest in what's down there, but if I could cement up and damn every single one of them bloody tunnels, I'd do it in a, in a heart. I'd appreciate it if you didn't. My people live down there. Ooh, I ain't never seen one of you coming up out of one of them, but... The tunnels go far and the tunnels go deep. Very, very deep. If you live in the dungeon of some mad mage from ages past, then... Bully for you, I guess. But I'd recommend moving to fair pastures, so, such as it were. 
That is why we're here. It is pretty. And Teddy looks up at the stars. Do you think they'd be made of cheese? All of them? Maybe just some of them, but not not all of them. That, that's impossible. There's not enough cheese in the world. Ferris is going to go find Cenotaph. What, what is the Cenotaph doing right now? Staring into the fire, kind of vacantly, as is their way. <laughs> she kind of takes a seat next to them. He's like, so, was that not your city? No. My city is Raquel. It's to the south, and there's some water between us and there. It's inaccessible for the moment. At the mention of water, Rudder is just gestures to the bottle in his coat. Um, that seems otherwise. <laughs> I think he means different water. I don't know. Have you been here before? In any of your lives? Any of this familiar to you? There are flashes of familiarity. You must understand, with so many spirits, it's hard to keep everything straight sometimes. Instead of memories, there are impressions. It's part of the cost of being the collective, this collective. How did you become the collective? Ah, well, when the autumn death raged through my city, and I realized I could no longer protect it, we had to flee. We still must protect the city, you see. The plan is, eventually, once I can reach there, once I can get people back, to return it to its former glory, and then I can resume my guard. Who were you before you became all your people? The city of Raquel was protected by the dead. We are the collective dead of Raquel, the ones who agreed to become the protectors. So you're dead? Yes. And no. Our host is still technically alive. Who was the host before? What was his name? Jeremy. I'm sorry you kind of cut out that a bit when you talk. (laughs) (laughs) There's some interference at this fire. (laughs) Yeah. Our host is Jeremy Littlefoot. He is a willing host. Willing? So he took you all in willingly. Well, we've been around for 200 years since we all had to flee to the Underdark. Is he there with you? No, but my hosts still age and die. I can't keep the bodies alive forever. So I started recruiting more hosts. Either people who came from Raquel or whose families did, or people who thought this might be the best chance to to help reclaim the upper world, or people who thought that it would be a sort of immortality. Hmm. I don't want to be a host, so... I just, mean either. just saying that. Noted. Um, maybe we could find someone else if the time happens. I, I mean, if you lines. die in the group while we're up here, what happens to all the souls? We go to our next host. It'll be tough getting back to the above ground, but I don't think any of these tabaxi would like to be a potential host. <laughs> Now, would we have to find you again? Like, would we have to go on some side quest to find you? Potentially, I could find you. But if I'm not on the surface, that would prove difficult. Maybe we should just, like, carry around someone. So if you die, you can all just, you know, willingly, and she'll quote, air quotes, take over their body. If the situation is dire... This might be the drink talking. (laughs) I'd be liking the idea of dragging a body around. No, I don't mean literally dragging him around. I meant, like, more figuratively. Varys looks at Taraxis, the bird on her shoulder, then at the Cenotaphans. Can animals be hosts? Potentially. Then you could fly. You could fly back to your city. (laughs) (laughs) But it becomes difficult to communicate through things that can't speak in the same way that others would. Sure, but my... People, our seers, can all communicate with the Dread Ravens, and 
we believe that they are the servants of the dead, it would be fitting, really, if things become so dire. I, you know, Cenotaph, we be one and the same. I too have many organisms living inside me. That is really not the same. So as uh, as Rudder says that, <laughs> the the group of Tabaxi kind of look at them, and they all get up and file into their tent. <laughs> uh, I'll take first watch if um, you all want to take a sleep. I'll take okay. second. I'll take third. Steve, you ran away. Where are you? Steve got lost in the tunnels. Apparently Teddy passed out drunk. Steve is Steve's um, contribution. I'll pull his jacket off and kind of put it over him like a blanket. <laughs> uh, um, is is Rudder taking the fourth watch, or do we just run with three watches? I... Can I take it? A watch. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Varys is gonna climb up into a tree to... Okay. Hmm. Does anything happen on my watch? No. Mm. I'm not sure what that means. The three. Yeah, no, that's... Uh, so I'll... Uh, I'm rolling a d12 for basically what happens at... At night, mm-hmm. um, eleven is an account an encounter. Twelve is a serious encounter. And your first night, nothing, nothing happens. Uh, you do, however, hear roars that kind of come from the west. But other than that, nothing, nothing too, nothing too serious happens. There's nothing that kind of comes into your camp or, or anything like that. Okay. So those sound the roars. They sound like humanoid or no? They're very much not humanoid. They sound close or just like the echoes? The kind of echoes. They are. They're pretty far away. You wake Ferris for her watch. Mm-hmm. Do you tell her about those sounds you heard? I kind of heard some roaring uh, in the distance to the west, but um, I don't think it's very close. Okay. She nods and she's like, hmm, the cats did say that there are demons out there. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. Good luck. And she goes and finds a place to sleep. <laughs> she just chuckles and then goes find a place to take watch. Yeah. Um, see a couple of shooting stars, but that's that's kind of about it. Again, the roars doesn't don't happen again. When she sees the shooting stars, she does a couple rolls of her bones and stuff just to kind of use them as conduits to help her in her visions. All right. Uh... Cenotaph is next in watch. All right, so Varys finishes up her watch. She goes, does Cenotaph even sleep? I mean, yeah, technically he does because his body has to, but he sleeps like eyes open, just kind of staring off into the distance. It's, it's hard to tell different from when he's awake, really. <laughs> he's breathing slower. Yeah. Varys just kind of goes up and gently pokes him and like, your turn. Varys, what do your people want to do when they come to the surface? We just seek to return to home. This is where we belong. It's where we've always belonged. The sun is our god. The stars are our parents. We we just want to be back where we are meant to be. Do you have a homeland? A specific one? Or a city? We don't. We were nomadic before we went under. We traveled everywhere. The world was our home. That's what we want back. Not confined to dark caves. The caves go deep and long and far, but there is an end up here. There's so much more. Makes sense. Thank you. She nods and then heads on back to her tree. And the Cenotaph takes watch. Alright. Cenotaph, I'm gonna make you roll a perception check for me. Absolutely. 21. Awesome. Like a boss. So, you notice 
Uh, under Rudder's jacket, there is something moving. Um, oh, no. And it's about where you guys noticed that he kept his bottle. And before you notice, before you really even kind of realize that his jacket is actually moving, out of his jacket springs a single dragon claw, and then two, and then a head, and a full half-dragon pops out. And then the second one, and the second one pops out and grabs the cork from off the ground, seals the bottle, and you can tell that they are really beat up. This is just fabulous. They aren't sure where they are, but they have just managed to escape Rudder's bottle. 